Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we've got Kevin Rakestraw. Hey, Kevin. Hey. How are you? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> We're also joined by Ryan Holes. Hey, Ryan. Balls. Balls? Is that what you said? Oh, I just want to It doesn't really work. Like, I can't anticipate when you, when you can swear. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, Kevin and I are challenging ourselves to find movies that Ryan likes in the hopes that we will reach a coveted 10 out of 10. You can join in on the conversation by sending your movie suggestions for Ryan to podcast at filmpulse.net or by sending me a DM on Twitter at filmpulse.net. If you like the show or even if you don't, please consider checking out the Fredericks Ataxia Research Alliance website at curefa.org. Ryan. Now you wanted you wanted like a like a twisted messed up horror movie and you wanted you were you were kind of wanting a foreign horror movie so what did we give you this week called Hounds of Love Hounds of Love yes this is an Australian movie directed uh written and directed by Ben Young I have a synopsis here Vicky Maloney is randomly abducted from a suburban street by a disturbed couple As she observes the dynamic between her captors, she quickly realizes she must drive a wedge between them if she is to survive. Ryan, tell us a little bit about Hounds of Love. Okay, well, here's the first part I was confused on. At the very beginning, it's a different girl, right? Like, they show a different Mm -hmm. girl. Girl. Yes, yes. Uh, they show this girl, but they don't do her face or anything. They just basically show that she's chained uh, up on a bed. And you meet the main character. Oh, I can't guess her. They don't really say her age. But they don't shorten. So I'm assuming she's under eighteen. And sorry, the main the main person that gets captured, or the the one that they show at the yeah, beginning. The main one that gets captured. I believe she's seventeen. Right. So they show her, and they quickly show that her pants were together, but they got separated, and they both kind of don't pay attention to her, and like your dad lets her do what she wants, and you get her a little puppy dog and but she goes to her mom her mom kind of tells her she can't really do anything so she dresses up well doesn't dress up but she i don't know air quotes beautifies herself (laughs) and you can tell that She's a young girl trying to look older, a lot older. And 
after she does that, she ends up sneaking on the rails. And what she sneaks on, this couple pulls up beside her and basically asks her if she wants to get high or buy drugs. And she says, yeah. Well, at first now and then they, she decides to do it. And then they say, well, there's nothing in the car. Well, I think I'll back laughing at it. Then they, she eventually agrees to that. And they ask her if she, well, she needs a taxi. And they tell her that they can take her to her, uh, their house. And she can call the taxi from there. And she sees a baby seat in the back. And she kind of gains her us on them. Gets in the car. They go to this girl's house. And they ask her if she wants a drink. And at first she says no again. Finally, Grace done. And the drink turns out to be drunk and she has to escape and they corner her and chain her up and the house and that they can exchange her for ransom money and they find out all this about their parents kind of being separated and oh, I lost my transplant. Well, they told her that they were going to hold her for ransom but they weren't really gonna do that oh yeah they make her write a note to her boyfriend and parents and somehow in the part of her boyfriend she writes a secret message and he somehow finds out what's right she's being held on and meanwhile she's being held as she can't really do anything because she's chained to the bed. Ends up paying yourself or paying on the bed. Then the the wife leaves the uh, deliver the note that she wrote to her parents and my friend. And was it gone? This is another part of your piece man. The guy, I think, in the braver or Twitter Raper, and she has something, a retainer wedge between the legs, and cuts his wiener. No. And, <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, that, that's not how. She shits. She takes a shit. <laughs> he, okay. Let's just, let's back it up a little bit. So he does attempt to rape her, but earlier in the movie, she noticed that when their dog took a shit on the floor, he like freaked out about it. Like he, he was gonna, he was gonna sort of uh, attack her earlier. And then he saw the shit and he stopped. So when he went after her again, she remembered that, so she forced herself to just take a shit in the bed, and that made him back off. 
So she uh, shit on him. Okay. All right. Uh, I thought it later got cut. No, that was just, that wasn't blood. It was poop. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, no, I understand. All right, so the wife comes back and they kind of have an argument about this guy using her. And he tells the wife that the girl got her head and eventually convinces her to get rid of her, get rid of the girl, and then make her wait another night. And this time she, after she's done, she's supposed to take sleeping pill. And while bring a note, the mom comes to one of the neighbor's houses looking for her and just constantly yelling her name. And after a while, her mom and her boyfriend are, are dead. They decide to give up the switch. And as that's happening, the main bad guy kills his wife's dog, and I'm getting all confused now. He kills the dog before the family arrives, but it's it's around the same time. And she breaks down, and they have the girl by the throat as her mom is outside yelling her name and eventually the guy decides to date a by himself to strangle the girl and he jumps at her and is like laying on top of strangling her and that's really good the wife stabs him and he finally feels a let's go tries to get up and just like stands there and kind of takes a few more stabbing and the the girl escapes from the house and is running to her mom and the main bad girl confronts her again and they eye each other up and down and the girl just runs past her and catches up to her mom and everyone lives her play ever after. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that was a that was a detailed one he gave there too. Uh, yeah, and the main reason I was laughing there in in the early parts is because it it I don't know the exact number, but it felt like 10 minutes of his description was her getting into the car. <laughs> Beautifying <Sorry>. herself. There's <laughs> just a lot, a lot of detail on that getting in the car. Well, it is an important part of the movie for sure. Uh, so what did you think of Hounds of Love, Ryan? I like it. I thought you would. The good guys won for a twitch. The good is guys that, Is that another... Is that another important thing for you? Coupled with the sick and twisted shit, uh, the good guy has to win? It's, it's a twist I don't see very often. Really? Really? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> we've got to no, reevaluate the kind of movies we're giving you here where the bad guy is always winning. You I mean, not know that. The good guys sort of win. I mean, like the main 
the main girl does get away. That is true, but not after they killed. This is actually based on a true story, and the real couple killed four four girls before they um, let they didn't let her go, but she escaped. Um, mm. And uh, of course, she went to the police. Uh, an interesting aspect of this movie is the fact that the police seem to not want to help them at all during this whole thing. They don't really care. Like, they tell the mom and dad a few times they have to wait 48 hours or whatever. They, they just act like they don't want to help. Yeah, so... It, what happened in real life, it was a similar situation. I think that that's why they included it in this movie. In real life, uh, when the girl got away, she went straight to the police station and no one believed her that she was kidnapped and, you know, assaulted and all of this stuff happened to her. And they ended up passing her off to the only female officer who was like a rookie at the time and she was the only one who took her seriously in fact i think they should have i think they i i I understand what they did how they did it in this in the movie where like the family was looking for her and her mom was looking for her and the boyfriend and all of that but i think it would have been more it, it maybe would have been more impactful if they played it closer to the true story and had her like run to the police station and have the cops be like because it, it, in a lot of ways, like, what really happened is seems more fictitious than, like, what happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have a cop. I would have a hard time looking at, like, if you look at her face by the end of the movie, she is all beat up. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if someone, if you're a cop and someone is, like, in hysterics and they come into your station and they say that they've been kidnapped for the last in, in real life, the real life story, she escaped the next day. So they, they kidnapped her that evening and then she got out the next morning. But um, like s- still like, it should be your job to like immediately believe the victim in this situation. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much your entire job or should be your entire job. Right. So I thought that, that was a really interesting angle of of the film and then of course there was also the the fact that it was a couple it was a married couple and how like the synopsis says she did try to play the wife against the husband because clearly he was the one wanting to do all this stuff and she was just going along with it because you know she's like madly in love with him or whatever and all he does is play with her head every time he wants something and she doesn't yeah and he's like he's He's just a monster. I mean, he's an absolute monster. And that that was also shown, like the there's a part where they found ashtray in their house, and the ashtray is all like even. All the cigarette like, butts. Yeah, they're all evenly spaced down. Mm-hmm. And when his wife makes breakfast. She like reorganized everything a few times on the plate. Like you know that he's very odd. Like huh. he's very into weird like 
I know what I want to say there's also this like kind of subplot thing with him where he owed money to all of these people and they were like it it was that was an interesting dynamic too because there's that scene where those guys uh that guy comes up to him for the money that he owes him and he just turns into this like sniveling little twerp and and then he goes home and he just has complete dominance over you know the his wife and the young girl that he has chained up in a, in a, in, a, in that room. Ew, he was a scumbag. He died in prison, by the way. He killed himself in prison. Mm-hmm. He's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say good, but I feel like that might be a bad corner to Samuel died. He was going to spend. He was an asshole. He was going to spend the rest of his life in prison anyway, uh, and the. The wife, she's actually still in prison. She got a life sentence too. She's she's still alive what, and she she's in prison. Didn't kill him in real life. No, she didn't kill him in real life. This is this movie's actually it's mostly based on that one case, uh, the Bernies were, were their last name, but uh, apparently there's a couple other murder cases that it drew inspiration from as well. Mm. Definitely, there's definitely some, uh, you know, um, Snowtown vibes to this movie. Like, it, like aesthetically, it, it kind of has that Snowtown look to it where everything is very gritty and real looking. Like, there's not that much violence, but when you do see it, it, it looks very, very, uh, very grisly. And when he when he's trying to rape her, that like they don't show it very much of anything, but like her screams, they're just like they I haven't heard very many screams in the new movie like that. Yeah. Uh it was pretty it's it's a pretty intense movie. The a lot of the the violence uh is sort of implied like a lot of it is after the fact i mean i think one of the most shocking scenes is that towards the beginning when the wife goes in after the, uh they kill their previous victim and she's like cleaning up the room you don't see any of the violence happening on screen but but the fact that you see all of like her putting all that stuff in the bucket and you're just like oh my god that must have been an absolute nightmare and i think in a lot of ways it made a greater impact than you know just showing whatever they did to that that poor girl and then towards the end the, the dog comes into play because the guy ends up getting angry the the dog goes to the bathroom on the floor and two seconds later he kills the dog yeah, that was a really hard scene for me. The second, the dog bones. Yeah, that was that was a really difficult scene. I, I like rewatching it for. I saw it at I think Tribeca when it came out, and uh, rewatched it for this, and like I knew that scene was coming, and I I was just like, 
trying to not focus on the screen while that was happening. So does this live up to your your uh, insatiable thirst for some sick and twisted movies? Yeah, yeah, I like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, God. now, now, you've seen a, a decent number of Australian horror movies. Does this give you the urge to check out some more of these uh, these movies? Actually, yeah, it does. Cool. It does all right. Lining them up. I, I, there's some other, um, there's some other really good ones that we can pick. Matt, oh, what's that movie? Let's throw down the no mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom. Oh yeah, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I watched the American one now on DVD. That that movie, watching that movie for you guys. Yeah, I remember. I remember we did have you watch that. And then I, I know you saw Wolf Creek, too, right? Yeah. That's I a, don't remember too much about it, but yeah, I remember watching it. That's also a pretty great Australian horror movie. It's, it's based on a true story as well. A lot of weird... terrible things happening in Australia. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, a lot of really twisted uh, murders happening out there. Uh this is the this is the directorial debut or feature debut for Ben Young, the director. But after Hounds of Love, he did do Extinction, which was that sci-fi movie on Netflix that came out um like in 2018. It's uh it's very bad. In fact, I don't even think I finished watching it. Oh boy, that's not good. It's the one with uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Michael Pena. Hmm. It was it was not good, and but it doesn't like like you see Hounds of Love and then you see Extinction, and it you, you can't tell even cl- close to the, to the being the same director. It, it, it completely different style. I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping that whatever his next project is, it, it, he goes back to sort of that gritty realism because I thought he did a really good job with Hounds of Love. And the fact that this movie was based on a true story, that should make it even more horrible and awesome at the same time. <laughs> more horrible and awesome. Uh, yeah. Like, t- to think about the fact that being one this really can be like that messed up in the head, like that guy clearly was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a lot of problems. Yeah, he had a lot of problems, that guy. Uh this this ended up winning eighteen awards the year it came out, including um Best Lead actri- Actress for Emma Booth, who was the, the wife. And that was the uh, Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Awards. Lots of awards for this one. Which I was and the yeah, opportunity was, to make distinction for Netflix. I know, right? Like, come on. I mean, I, I hope you got paid a lot of money for it, at least. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts before we give you your drum roll on Hounds of Love, Ryan? Um, no. All right. What are you going to give Hounds of Love? Nine. Nine out of ten. Ooh. Holy shit. 
Uh, all right, Ryan, what are you thinking about for next week? Action. Action. All right. Solid. These are always tricky for us. The action ones Mm -hmm. never, never really know what to Uh, pick for action. I feel like I'm going to do it in comedy or in action. I just like wording. I don't mean to, but I feel like I have to. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Like you like the genre movies, so do I. What kind of action movie are you feeling? Um, sick and twisted. Um, <laughs> the ones you've been giving me lately are pretty good. Nothing like good story and good planning, I guess. Okay. All right. Kevin and I will uh, discuss it and come up with something. We'll and figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're getting really fucking good at this. We are. I think I already have a couple. You forgot to blame him out. (laughs) Again, I can't anticipate when other people are going to swear. You need a a clicker with your hand. You need need to work on that. (laughs) I need to to think ahead. When's Kevin going to say fuck? Oh, I got it. (laughs) I guess that match is probably not that hard. They anticipate when I'm going to use the F word. Mm, yeah, not too hard. <laughs> but also, it only bleeps me. So he would still say fuck, but you would just hear like a bleep coming from my microphone. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my god. (laughs) I love how he absolutely loses it every time. Uh, Insane. uh, All right. I think that's going to do it for uh, this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your picks for Ryan and questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, consider giving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. See you later.